everybody, uh, Dr. Rick here dropping in on you. I hope that everybody's had a great week to this point. I hope that you had a great day today. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can uh, to get into this thing and really open up about where I'm at, what's going on, and just some of the crazy stuff that I'm seeing and observing that is not a good indicator of us being on the right track. And I'm gonna do the best I can to bring clarity uh, to my position. This isn't about feeling a certain way. Uh, while I have feelings and while my feelings are immensely important to the way I manage my life, I do not operate and make decisions or hold positions based on a feeling. A feeling simply drives me to gain an understanding of what makes me feel a certain way. I'm about empirical data. I'm about pragmatic information. I'm about being able to put my finger on the pulse of a reality to discover its origin. I'm about answers. I approach everything from a scientific matter. Then I, I move from the feelings. So feelings are indicative mechanisms. They give you an indication of something that is a real, real reality. Your, your realities conjure emotions. Happiness, joy, anger, frustration, bitterness, worry, strife. All of these different emotions emerge from a form of reality. So then you must understand the causality of the emotion to discover it. So when I talk about things on here, while I may be passionate about it, I'm not just simply speaking on it because I feel a certain way about it, because my feelings are directly related to my experiences and therefore is not always applicable to everyone else. So then I'm looking for the universal application uh, that leads us to problem solving on a collective level. To get So get that out of the way. Uh, I was with a client today doing a session and we got into a discussion about social media, its influences, the behavior of our men and our women on social media, uh, how it impacts, most importantly, our youth. In other words, our youth are not only being directly influenced by their own devices, but they're being influenced by the way adults are behaving with their devices. They're being influenced by the manner in which adults are carrying themselves and acting and the mindsets. We're literally shaping the minds and the behaviors of our youth. We consistently talk about the children being the future, how important our children are. Uh, but when I look at our behavior, when I look at our interest, when I look at how we literally move, we're so individualized that we don't care about anything but ourselves. What am I getting out of it? Uh, what, what am I getting? How does this impact me? What can I get? I'm going to do this because it's what I want to do. I'm going to do it because I like it. I don't care what nobody else thinks. I don't care what nobody else thinks. It's not a flex in a society. A society is made of social norms and being properly socialized creates the great, greatest level of functionality. What do I mean? We are mammals, meaning we are social creatures, meaning that we function most effectively operating within the confines of a social structure, meaning we have to be accountable to one another to get the most out of life. We are not monolithic in our existence. We need one another. So if we need one another, then there has to be a level of accountability. Before I forget, look, 
show some love and show some support to work we're doing, man. We're killing ourselves down at the Odyssey Project doing mad crazy work, research, program implementation, uh, reaching out. We've got so many demands for mental health support, so many demands for uh, domestic violence support, and we don't have the resources. It's real simple. Uh, I pushed this past weekend for support. Got one donor. It's the same freaking donor that I always get. Um, thank you, Nisi, um, for your support. We got to do better. Uh, and, I, and I meant to say that at the beginning, but I'm so tripped out on this that, but I had to say it because it needs to be said. And most people aren't going to stick around because if it's not making you laugh, if it's not entertaining you, if it's not making you dance, you don't have a long, um, attention span. One of the things we have, we are highly motivated to be, to be sensationalized and to be entertained and uh, to be distracted. And that's what we focus on. The things that literally can take us to a place where we can change our lives as individuals and as a collective. We don't want any part of it. We want to be entertained. We want the escapism. We have been escaping our realities for so long that we literally don't have the true yearning to engage the substance, the real true meat of matter that can change our lives on a grand scale. And it's absolutely terrifying to me that we are so bent in that way. And the crazy thing is what can change our lives has become equally available to us because of technology and we still resist it. We'll talk about how boring it is. We'll talk about how long it takes to get to a point. We'll talk about all the things except that was a nugget. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna stick around. I'm gonna take notes. I'm gonna do this. The things for the people who get on in this world, they're engaging the boring stuff. They're engaging the monotonous stuff. They're engaging the things you've gotta wade through to find the nuggets. They are mining for gold the type of goal that transforms their life. While you are sitting up and looking to be entertained, they are being empowered and we're getting our ass kicked for it. Back to the devices and not caring about our kids. No, I didn't lose myself. Look, we were talking about the behavior, uh, this thing right now where, and we've got two different behaviors uh, with, with our males and our females. I call it the body in the bag. We've gotten this idea that the way to get a man is to have an ideal body. And that's because we've been led to believe that the value of the woman is in being a 10. I'm not going to get into where it came from because, again, uh, it calls for too much emotional uh, engagement. But we think that ha a woman have a 10. Now, granted, a woman's sexual market value is highly tied to her physical appearance and her ability to make herself attractive. Here's the problem. We are very simple creatures, men. And with being very simple creatures, if you understand us, it's not hard to please us. It's not hard to hold us. They're about to tell you that, yes, we have a very innate primitive instinct to mate. We want to mate. So the physical attraction is a natural draw, but it doesn't have sustaining. We will mate and move. That's the natural instinct driving us. What keeps a man in a monogamous relationship isn't how cute you look. It is your ability to provide a few things, respect, respect 
honor and peace. If you give it to him, he ain't going nowhere. That's why you'll find that 89% of divorces are filed for by women. And it ain't because the man is cheating and all the relationships stop buying into the bull crap. Women cheat equally, statistically speaking, and are probably better at it. So let's get off of that, that, you know, but men are primitively and instinctively. Now, the reason that men cheat versus the reason women cheat are two completely different. And I'm not going to get into that, but that's not why I'm here. Why I'm here is ladies. The things that you're going out of your way to do to your bodies and then to parade them on social media, especially as as mothers, is not what's going to get a man. Now you will get attention, you will definitely attract the lust of a man, but it's not the lust of the man that's going to cover you. It's the honor of a man that's going to cover you. See, that, that the body and the bag thing, I'm gonna get to the bag in a minute, but the body is women risking their lives, doing all these things, and the crazy thing is, I've been doing a study, a legitimate study, and making some superficial uh, observations, but doing a study. And while men will accept it, while men will even give you money to do it, we ain't up on the BBLs, babe. We're not. We don't find them attractive. As a general rule, always that's, that's always somebody out there that thinks it's cool. And so people say, well, why do men give it women? Because there are not a whole lot of options outside of it. More importantly, if I'm with you and you say you want one, I'm not finna fight the battle of telling you no. And I'm not gonna tear you down. If that's what you wanna do, I want you to be happy. So as a man, if I really love you, I'm gonna go ahead and say, if that's what you got, I don't think it's a good thing to do. And I'm serious. I don't think it's healthy. I, actually knowing and being a part of the fitness and training arena for 30 years, my first company was a fitness company. Master Fitness 21 is actually still in business. So I work with guys and ladies who sculpt bodies. That same body you can get in the gym. Proper nutrition, proper training, you can get that same body naturally. And it's yours and you can keep it and it's healthy. It's not gonna come back to bite you in the butt. But that's not even the big thing. Even if you pay for it, the idea that you parade it on Instagram. I'm And the crazy thing is, I'm not talking about these young babies. I'm not talking about these 18 to 20 to 30 year olds that are out there and skimpy and, you know, I mean, literally the whole thing on Instagram is somebody walking past the camera in some type of outfit. And I mean, no substance, no information, nothing of value. Just watch me walk and you'll see that there's a cascade of comments and they're all lustful. They're all nothing because you can, I can't tell anything about who you are by watching you walk. As a man, it looks nice because there's a part of me that's instinctively drawn to it. The most primitive part of me. Now, here's the thing. As your value dissipates, your sexual market value dissipates as you age as a female, the man's increases. Why? Because what makes a man sexy isn't his six-pack. It's not his biceps or his thighs. 
that that's a ooh all moment for women. But the average woman will tell you that they're not normally or naturally visual. They're looking for somebody who can what? Provide and protect. And as a man gets older, he becomes better at it and more equipped for it. As he matures, as his ability to earn increases, his sexual market value goes up. The problem is, if he doesn't already have somebody that is locked in, that he loves, that he's committed to, that is what? Respecting and honoring him. He's going to be what? Drawn to what? Naturally, primitively attracts him. Young, sexy. So at a certain point, he stops looking at the women in his age group. And that's when we start saying, oh, dirty old man. Whatever you want to call it, there's a natural progression of things for it. Not explaining it away. Not sitting up saying something right about him saying this is what's actually happening on a neurobiological level. He's looking and saying, hey, that's attractive. That's what I want. Now, the thing is, the reason these things don't work, why? It's because outside of the physical attraction, the chance of somebody 20 years younger than him being able to come and meet him in all the other areas he needs isn't there. So guess what? He's got the bag, but the body don't do. The body won't do because he needs more. But the game is being played where the girl with the body is trying to get the guy with the bag and everything else is missed. So the guy with the bag thinks he's the bomb solely because he has the bag. And there's so much more to it. So he's out there talking about what he's got. And the crazy thing is the vast majority of I hear it all the time. And, I, and, and, and my client and I, who happens to be a female and actually brought this to my attention about what females were doing on social media. Uh, but we got into it and we discussed both male and female. And the crazy thing is how many people are talking about, you know, can he pay all the bills? And the truth of the matter is any gainfully employed man uh, that has a real job, and I mean a real job, not at a fast food restaurant, uh, but literally a job where he has a skill set uh, that is, you know, of some value, and, and, and it doesn't have to be major, major, but something. Any man that has gainful employment can pay all the bills. The question is, are you willing to live the lifestyle based on the ability to, his ability to pay bills? See, the lifestyle for the guy who makes $40,000 a year it's not going to be the lifestyle for the guy who, I mean, for the family of the guy who makes 80000 150000 250000 Now, what, it's not going to be the same. So the thing is, are you willing to adapt your desires initially? Now, here's the thing. If a man is really, truly being respected, if a man is really, truly being loved and respected and honored, he will develop what he needs to develop, especially with the right woman beside him. He will become what he needs to become to increase his earning potential, to grow himself, and to be able to provide a lifestyle that will satisfy his woman. He may not start out of that. That's why the, ur the, the urgency should not be in where he's at or what he's doing. Understanding that if he's young, his, his sexual market value and his ability to do what he's supposed to do in a relationship actually increases as he increases in age. So so that's the first thing, but you should be aware of, does he have a vision? Does he have work ethic? Does Do you have to beg him to get up and go to work? Uh, is he driving and thriving? Is he literally acting on his desires? Is he acting on his vision? Or is he just the person that likes to sit down and talk about it? Observe those things because that's going to determine where you are going. 
But the idea that, okay, every black man out there is making enough money to provide the, this uh, six-figure lifestyle is absolutely ludicrous when only 6% men, six of black men actually make six figures. Now, if you watch social media, you won't believe that. You'll think all these people out here doing all this and all these black women are at home while their men are taking care of you. And I can tell you that black women are more heavily in the workforce than black men. Black men are the most under and unemployed group in, in, in the country. So then that means there are some black women out there working. All these black women who are sitting up talking about how bossed up and everything is, those men are working their ass off, but they're working too. And my whole thing is I get it. Um, and I, I have no problem with a woman wanting to be kept. Not at all. But you better be bringing something of extreme value into the relationship that drives a man. And I don't mean it has to be tangible. With us, it's not the tangible things because we're driven to go get the tangible things we want on our own. It's that environmental impact effect you have in our lives. Are you bringing peace? Are you bringing honor? Are you bringing respect? Because respect trumps every freaking thing out there. Now, men, this whole idea for submission, let me highlight you and let me be very clear. Submission is not an acquiescence to a form of superiority that you think you hold. Submission actually in its truest definition is a form of trust where a woman literally trusts you to cover her, trusts you to protect her, trusts you to provide for her, trusts you to lead her. And she is saying, I trust you enough to come in behind and underneath you to provide you with the support you need to stand up and pull this family to where it needs to go. I'm trusting that in your imperfection, when you make a mistake or a poor choice, that you will be driven to fix what you have uh, done wrong. That's all I can ask of you, but that submi submission isn't, yes, sir, yes, sir, baby, how do you want it? When do you want it? Where do you want it? Yeah, baby, whatever you say, that's not. Submission simply says you are handling your business at such a level, I trust you. Where are we going? Now, there are some women that you won't be able to get that from, especially if all they've ever done is take on that role. They have brought forth their masculine self. It has in many instances been forced upon them because that wasn't a man. And so you've got to be willing to work with that. But demanding and yelling and screaming, thinking because you have something swinging between your legs that you automatically deserve a woman to come down and be submissive in her trust and giving you everything she has that is so powerful and forceful within itself is ridiculous. And we're out here on this social media on these social media platforms playing all these games pretending to be all this stuff and the reality of it homes are crumbling children are being uh mishandled misled mistreated uh misinformed by our own actions and we are failing miserably at bringing forth the very thing we say we want power uh influence uh freedom Liberation, all the things that we say we want, we are missing it because we are so caught up in self. 
so caught up in the superficial, so caught up in the way that we've been misled by media to believe the things that we're doing is the way to have the things we want. And it's not the way we want it. And my thing is, uh, I, I, I said this the other day, and I do a lot to advocate and cover for my sisters. So when I do have a moment where I'm calling you on some stuff, it, if you don't know it's coming for love, after I done went to war with my own brothers for covering you, I done been called simp so many freaking times. It's unimaginable because of how I cover you guys because I believe you deserve to be covered. I just believe you deserve to be protected. Not because you're perfect, but because it's our role as men to do so. And I've done that. But when I see something and I call you on it, if you can't handle it, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna call it and you deal with it or you don't. Hey, ladies, come on. If a man sit up and we, we, we say something, you know, I, um, Tony Lindsay, who is a friend of mine, who is a filmmaker, uh, a legitimate filmmaker. Actually, he's done some films with some notable actors. Um, we sit up and we talk and we I, I brought him on a few times and I've been on his his podcast. But uh, we were talking and he actually posted something real simple. And it says, ladies. Despite all the trends and social media popularity and everything else, BBLs are unattractive. Signed, men. Now, I was interested to see where it go because I want to see just how many men are actually on this because I know the research I've done. The research I've done is, I mean, in the 90 percentile, men just aren't feeling it. We deal with it. We look at it. But when we're sitting along and we're talking, it's not a it, it, it's not a good conversation. Uh, I am so enamored by black women in their natural beauty and their natural state. I mean, to me, makeup in abundance is a no-no and a turnoff. Definitely don't feel the lashes. And this is personal. This isn't a part of the research. This is me just speaking on what I like. Whether you're thin, thick, or whatever, be you. If you're thick, make sure you're thick and healthy. That's all I'm saying. It, it has nothing to do with appearance. It has everything to do with being your best self. And I know this why, because I've been both. I've been extremely fit as an athlete, and I've been so unfit that it damn near killed me with heart attacks. And all I want is people to be healthy. So you've got to be good with yourself. Because here's the thing. If I love myself enough, guess what? That confidence comes out in a positive energy. That positive energy is one of the things that attracts men. That's why you can go to the club and you can see the big girl and she got guys all up on her. It's not because guys like big girls. It's because she's putting out for energy. They don't even know where it's coming from. They can't tell you why they feeling her. They can't tell you why they're vibing her. They're vibing her because her confidence emits an aura that has a positive energy and vibration. I'm talking about real true vibrational scale energy of frequency on a hertz scale. That's the thing I'm talking about. That's the thing that you... Uh, you get when you've got that confidence. You stand out there, you've got that confidence. Here's what I can tell you by, again, years and years of research. Matter of fact, my visionetics concept was built on this very premise. No matter how much surgery you get, if you don't discover who you are in yourself, you will still never feel beautiful. You will still never feel accepted. You will ne still never feel confident. And this is coming from uh, Dr. Matthew Martz. Uh, the 
guy who coined the phrase psycho-cybernetics, which is, again, just a simple explanation that we will act out our self-image. However we see ourselves in the world is what we're going to be. It explained, he, he started out as a cosmetic surgeon in the late 60s and the early 70s, and he just saw this phenomenon that no matter how successful the surgery, there was just certain people who still felt they were absolutely ugly, even though the surgery came out in many instances better than they initially anticipated symmetrically. And what he discovered is he went to school and he got a degree in psychology. So then he became a psychiatrist and he started to uh, study it from that perspective. And the self image is that powerful. So it's not about what you do to your body. It's about what you do to your soul. It's about what you do to your mind. It's about a self discovery. And the same thing for you guys. Stop thinking that your money is going to make you feel better. Stop thinking that your money is going to heal all of the things that you've been through as a young boy. What you need is self discovery. What you need is to be able to discover yourself as a man what you need is to have a level of confidence because i'm gonna tell you something call it swag call it whatever you want to call it ain't nothing turn a woman on like that nothing turn a woman on than a man that's 100 sure of himself not because he's perfect because he knows he has it and that comes from being aware now that's not a physical thing now you may the, the, the physical the swag will be there and won't be there but when you know i'm that dude i figure shit out i get shit done no matter what, that swag pulls. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a new term for it now because nobody knows how to keep a word no more. Everybody's got to change every damn thing all the time. You know, uh, he's got to stay up on it. I ain't got time for all that. But what I will tell you is this, look. <sighs> we got a lot of work to do. We do. I love my brothers, I love my sisters, but what we're doing right now is absolutely useless. We got a lot of time chasing around superficial, individualized ideologies and behaviors that have no longevity, no ability to produce anything of any real, true, intrinsic value, and yet we are fixated on it. We've got to change. We've got to build. We've got to properly socialize young black boys. We've got to develop a sense of true identity and self in our young black girls. We've got to remind them of their beauty and their inherent self, or they will continually try to meet some other standard of beauty that isn't a part of their natural makeup. And in it, in and of itself, is a form of self-hatred. We have to become our best selves, not what something else or someone else think we should be. And that goes I don't care what somebody thinks. I'm going to be me. And that, that that may mean that there's this fly, nice, gorgeous woman out there that I, I, I'm looking at. And she needs a man to do this, this. And it's not me. I'm not finna do that. Now, what'll happen is if I get caught up and really hooked up to someone and they're pouring into me and I'm pouring into them and I'm really feeling them and I know there's something they like that I don't do, I'll learn how to do it. But I'm not going to not be me. That's a life of misery. And a person who really cares about me wouldn't expect me to be anything other than me. Now, they would want me to be the best version of me, but they would want me to be me. And that's what I want for you. Whoever this woman is that I'm going to end up with, I want you to be you. I don't want to change you. I don't want to make you. I want to discover you and then help you become the best version of yourself. That's the thing we should be striving for. So, again, I'm about to get off and do the things I need to do, try to get my day wound out. It's been crazy. Look, once again, I'm going to ask you, support the work we do. There's so much work to be done, and we'll blow 
$565 billion between October, the end of October and the uh, Christmas Eve for stuff that will not have any lasting intrinsic value and participate in a system that literally oppresses us, but we won't support the things that matter. That has to stop. So I'm going to once again challenge you to give. But I had to say it. I know a lot of people are going to be upset. I love you, so I'm not going to say I don't give a damn because I do. But I'm not going to sit up and lie to you so that you can like me and you can click the like button. I told you that would never be me when I started this 15 years ago. And it's not going to be me. I'm going to do, when I started this social media thing 15 years ago, I told you you were going to get the truth. Sometimes you were going to love me for it. Sometimes you were going to hate me and want to kill me for it. And either way, it's fine with me as long as I'm bringing you the truth. And the truth is to power. And the truth is very much to power here. On that note, I love you guys. I'm about to get off of here. Don't forget to look in the description box and give. On that note, I'm out. Take care.